0: Sunrise with Shona, Hot 1027. Good morning, beautiful people of God. You're listening to Sunrise with Shona on Hot 1027, and it is wonderful to be back with you again this morning. I hope that you've had a good week. Today is the fourth Sunday in Advent, which means we have just one week to Christmas. So if you had not done your shopping yet, maybe we need to get on. To, I certainly haven't done mine yet. We've moved through various um, readings in these four Sundays of Advent. The first Sunday, we had the dire warnings of the need for us to be ready. We then moved into John the Baptist, crying out in the wilderness, make a straight path for the one who's coming. We've looked at the baptism of John, which was a baptism of repentance. Last Sunday, we looked at joy. And this Sunday, we look at the Annunciation, which is Christ's birth announced to Mary by the angel Gabriel. And I just want to read it to you quickly from Luke's Gospel. Now, in the sixth month And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you shall call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that holy one who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relation, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her, for her who was called barren. For with God nothing is impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, I am the maid servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now, when we read that, we don't think too much of it, perhaps because we're so familiar with the text, but we need to remember that Mary was probably around 12 years old, 14 at most. Joseph was possibly older, which is why we don't hear of him when Jesus starts his public ministry at the age of 30. But I want you to think back this morning to when you were 12. I was definitely still a child, certainly not ready to be pregnant. And I think I would have been a little terrified had an angel appeared to me. So to Mary, the angel Gabriel appears and says, rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you, blessed are you among women. So there are three parts to what the angel says to her. The angel says, rejoice, be filled with joy, you are highly favored and the Lord is with you. I wonder how any of us would feel at the age of 12 if an angel appeared and said that to us. First, it's an angel, secondly, it's talking to you, and third, it's a really strange message. And I think we can't just pass over that message. I We read that Mary was troubled by the message. I think I would have been more shocked, scared, perplexed. Um, maybe I would even have tried not to hear the message. So the angel says to her, Don't be afraid, for you have found favor with God, and behold, you will have a baby, and you must call him Jesus. She was a very young woman, not married, and told that she will be with child. In her culture at that time, Being married out of wedlock meant at best disgrace, being sent away, marginalized in society, but it also meant possible death. Then she's told, your child will be great and called the son of the highest, and God will give him David's throne, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Imagine being told that you're going to conceive this baby, and this baby is going to be a really, really important person in the history of the world, who will have his own kingdom and God's favor and be called the Son of the Highest. Now, I'm not sure about you, but I think that I would have been absolutely terrified. And I think we need to understand the magnitude of what has been told to her. And of course, she answers that, I haven't been with the man, so how can this be? And Gabriel says, you're going to conceive through the Holy Spirit. And so the child won't just be called the Son of Man, but the child will also be called the Son of God because, and I'm adding this now, obviously, the child is both human and divine, fully human, fully divine. And I have even more news, says the angel Gabriel. Elizabeth, your cousin, who Mary would have known was barren, has conceived in her old age, and she's now six months pregnant. And verse 37, which is one I love, for nothing with God is impossible, says the angel Gabriel. And Mary says, behold, let it be according to your word. And the angel left her I'm going to unpack this in a minute, but first on the mighty Hot 1027, Little Drummer Boy. Today, we're having all the Christmas carols. Sunrise with Shona, Hot 1027. Little Drummer Boy on the mighty Hot 1027. Good morning. You're listening to Reverend Shona from St. Mark's Anglican Church. And if you've just joined us, welcome. Today, we're looking at the Annunciation, the angel Gabriel appearing to Mary and telling her that she's going to conceive the Christ child who will be both fully human and fully divine, and she's going to conceive through the power of the Holy Spirit. And in spite of the massive danger to her life, Mary answers, I am the Lord's servant, let it be according to your word. This is absolutely huge. At a risk to her own life, she steps out in faith. I really, as I said earlier, I don't think we appreciate how much courage it would have taken for her to say this. She is very vulnerable, she is, of course, answerable to Joseph and her family, and both of them, both Joseph and Joseph's family and her own family, could have demanded her life. But she answers, this young Mary, she answers in faith, and so begins a journey for her of, and we need to remember, joy and suffering, laughter and tears. Now what about Joseph? How did he respond to this news? And I'm going to look at Matthew chapter 1, verse 19. And in verse 19 we read, Then Joseph, her husband, being just a man, and not wanting to make a public example of her, was thinking of putting her away secretly. In other words, he was thinking of splitting up with her and letting her just remain with her family. But when he thought about these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit." And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and he took Mary as his wife. But he did not know her until she brought forth her first son, And he called him Jesus. So here we read about Joseph. And if we put ourselves in Joseph's shoes, he is betrothed. He hears that his wonderful um, woman that he's going to marry is actually with child. And he knows he isn't the father. But instead of demanding revenge, which was his right and justice, he seeks to divorce her quietly, to separate from her quietly, so that there's no disgrace brought on her. And he too then gets a visit from the angel in a dream, Angel Gabriel, not as dramatic as Mary, and he's told to take Mary as his wife and to call the baby Jesus, and he does just this. Joseph, as I said, would probably have been older, and that's why we don't hear of him when Jesus begins his ministry. We just hear about Mary. So what did Mary do next? She does what many of us as women, I think, can relate to. She sets out and seeks company, and she goes to her cousin Elizabeth, and it would have been quite a journey that she went on. Because for me, there's nothing better than being with other people who understand what you're going through. And so she arrives at Elizabeth's house and Elizabeth says to her, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And of course the Hail Mary comes from the scripture. So the Hail Mary is often said by Roman Catholics. And when I went on a Catholic retreat, we used to have to say it every day at midday. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. And I have to say that when I first started praying it, it was just by rote. This was something we had to do on the retreat, so we'd sit with a Catholic monk and we would pray this prayer. But it began to move me. By the fourth day, I began to feel the power of this prayer. And maybe that is what we need to understand, that sometimes these traditional prayers have a different um, value. They have something hidden within them that speaks to us on a deeper level when we pray them faithfully. And that's why I always say our spiritual disciplines are so important. Next, when we move through Luke, we find the song of Mary, where Mary talks about her soul magnifying the Lord and how her spirit is rejoicing. Let's go back to Gabriel's words. He said to her, rejoice. And at the time, she probably couldn't think of how she would be rejoicing, carrying a child out of wedlock and facing possible death, certainly disgrace. But the joy did come. And there's that beautiful song, sorrow may last for the night, but in the morning joy will come. And obviously a night could be a season, not just one night. But we need to remember that no matter what we're going through, the joy does come. Mary then speaks about how God has shown her how strong God is, How God has humbled the proud, scattered the mighty, exalted the lowly, and fed the hungry. And Mary stays with Elizabeth for the next three months, which means for me that she must have stayed almost to the birth of John the Baptist, because Elizabeth, as the angel Gabriel said, was already in her sixth month. So we have this amazing story of two women, related by DNA, each carrying a miracle, if you like. One who will prepare the way for the other. And one can only imagine how much they shared and what comfort they found in each other's company. But what do we learn? Coming up first on the Mighty Hot 1027, Mary's boy child Jesus Christ was born on Christmas Day. Sunrise with Shona, Hot 1027. Mary's boy child Jesus Christ was born on Christmas Day. Today is the fourth Sunday in Advent. You're listening to Sunrise with Shona on the Mighty Hot 1027. And it's wonderful to be with you this morning. If you've just joined me, we're looking at the Annunciation, the angel Gabriel appearing to the Virgin Mary and telling her that she's going to conceive a child. We've looked at Mary going to her cousin Elizabeth and staying with her for three months. We've looked at the angel appearing to Joseph. But what do I learn from this whole beautiful, wonderful story of courage, the courage of a young woman? Now you may pick up on other things and you're welcome to let me know. But what I think as I look at this, what I feel, what I learn is that God honors faithfulness. Mary is faithful and obedient, even at a risk to her own life, no matter what the cost is. And God does protect her, and God is faithful to her and makes sure that she's okay, even though she had no idea how this would turn out. When the angel appeared to her, she had no idea what was coming. The second thing I learned is that we need to be open to God, being present in many different forms. If we look at just Mary and Joseph, Mary saw and heard the angel Gabriel. Joseph encountered God in dreams, and that message was given to him in a dream. We need to be open and aware of God and God's way of communicating with us, and God uses many different forms. The third thing is that there is no place for pride or ego with God. And when I think of this, I think of Joseph as a Jewish male in that particular culture. It was a disgrace if your woman was pregnant out of wedlock before she even married you and not by you. And yet Joseph takes her in, protects her and protects the baby. As I've said before, things can seem bleak, but all things are possible with God. Let us remember that verse, all things are possible with God. And eventually we will um, be able to see that there was a way through that with God. We will come through it. So whatever we're facing, we need to remember all things are possible with God And while things may look bleak at the moment, there is a way through it with God, and that eventually our tears will turn to joy. Look at Mary and look at Elizabeth. Elizabeth suffered for years as a barren woman. That was a disgrace. And she conceives a child, John. Mary um, suffered possible disgrace and possibly been killed, and yet in the end she gives birth to this Christ child that all come to see. So the impossible happens. These are both impossible pregnancies. Both women are surprised by it. And for both of them, while it does end in tears, there is a lot of good through the lives um, of their children, both John and Jesus, and they both do amazing things. The fifth thing is that sometimes we need the company of people, someone who will understand us, someone who gets us. Mary sought out Elizabeth. I think that sometimes we underestimate the value of friendships and how important our friends are, and we should never take them for granted. We often need each other for that support and understanding, and it certainly helps us get through the darker times. And the sick thing for me is that every time we choose for God, then amazing things happen far more than we think is possible. So when we do as God asks us to, when we are vulnerable and open ourselves to God, when we step out in faith, When we are obedient, not only do our own lives get transformed, but the lives of so many get transformed. And God does more than we could even imagine or understand. If you think of John the Baptist, amazing things happen through John the Baptist. Jesus points him out as the greatest prophet that has ever lived. And then, of course, Jesus. Now, we're not all messiahs. I hope we know that. And we're not all going to give birth to messiahs. Mary was chosen to give birth to the messiah, Jesus. But we do have influence and we can transform the lives of not just ourselves but those around us when we are open and we move in the power of God. And the seventh thing for me today and the last thing I'm going to mention is let's celebrate the miracle of Jesus' conception and birth. God is good all the time. God is faithful and our God that we serve is the God of the impossible. So no matter what we call to walk in faith, we will find a way forward forward when we keep going, when we believe, and we ask for the guidance of the Holy Spirit, God will make a way. We need to be good and faithful, and we need to keep good and faithful company to carry us through our stressful times. May God bless you as you prepare for Christmas. To wrap up this morning, O Holy Night and When a Child is Born, thank you so much for listening. If you need to get hold of me, you can do so on shona at hot1027.co.za. God bless. Sunrise with Shona Hot 1027.